Welcome to the Healthy You Podcast. My name is Dawn Funk, and each week, along with special guests, we are going to help you take ownership of your health by equipping you with wellness wisdom. Be sure to check out my website at dawnfunk.com for additional resources. All right, let's get started, friends. Welcome to episode number four of Healthy You. I am your host, Dawn Funk down here in Florida, and I'm so excited. We've got an amazing guest lined up for you guys today. Christy is joining us all the way from New Jersey, and uh, I'm excited for you guys to learn from her today. So as always, you know, the nerdy teacher, Professor Me, comes out where I want to encourage you to take notes, because I promise some of the stuff that Christy's going to share today, you're going to want to write down. And I very much believe in the power of writing down key information um, so that you can revisit it and apply it in your life. And so as you guys know, hopefully by now, here at Healthy You, I'm all about teaching you to take ownership of your health. And, uh, you know, when you look at just the stats in our country today, we are just living in such an unhealthy um, time in our lives. And so more than ever, you know, we have got to take ownership and really educate ourselves so that we can live our best lives. And so today's uh, special guest, Christy, you know, I love it. Uh, she's got um, a business that she calls Kitchen Confidence. She's a kitchen confidence coach. And so, like I said, she's joining us from New Jersey. And uh, today she's going to be teaching us clean eating, which I'm super, super pumped about. And so we're calling this episode In the Kitchen with Christy. And so Christy, uh, before we dive into some of the awesome things that you're going to be sharing, I would love for you to just connect with our viewers or our listeners, if you're listening to this as a podcast, and just share a little bit more about you first before we get started. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's always fun to come on and to share my story and to be able to, um, you know, just inspire and let, let your listeners know, let you know that, you know, there are things possible out there. I think that's, um, you know, that's really where I come from. So I am a mama of two daughters, um, a 23 year old and an eight year old. (laughs) So I have a huge, um, you know, I feel like it's a huge gap in between, but, um, you know, 15 years and that 15 years is almost like two different lifetimes for them. Um, and the first lifetime with my oldest daughter, my 23 year old, that was during the phase of where I was unhealthy. Um, I was overweight. I was not happy. I was in a toxic marriage. Um, and all of those things really just brought me to the point of being, you know what, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with me. And I also looked at my daughter knowing that I had to change things for her because I just wanted her to be in a better place. Um, And so probably like many of your listeners, there is that aha moment. And my aha moment was when I was 30 and I was standing on the balcony of my brother's apartment. I had gone to visit him for my 30th birthday. And when I looked back, so that was before uh, phones and, um, you know, the (laughs) immediate gratification. So when I got the picture back of actually what I looked like, there was just, um, just no recognition of who that woman was standing on the balcony. And that was really my defining moment of like, okay, Christy, you have to do something. You have to take, I didn't even know the word health 
back at that point. I don't even think it was just, you have to do something. And for me, that immediate um, doing something looked like losing weight because I was overweight and I, you know, I didn't like how I felt and my roles and, and all of that. And so that's where my journey started. So 18 years ago, I'm going to say, um, 18 years ago brought me to a place of traveling through all of the yo-yo diets and mm-hmm. even down to raw vegan right before I was pregnant with my eight-year-old. Um, and to a place where I realized I needed to have something sustainable that I could live, enjoy food. I love food. Um, and so that kind of brought me into that place. And now my eight-year-old is, um, you know, when she was born, I decided that I was going to do things entirely different with her, bring her in the kitchen with me. There was going to be no, um, craft dinner, McDonald's, um, you know, all of those things that my oldest had grown up on. And the difference between the two of them is amazing. Um, Even now, my 23-year-old, she'll bring home McDonald's and or Burger King, and my little one won't even ask for it. Um, She doesn't even really know what it is. And even today, she's homesick um, as we're filming this. And she said to me, she said, mommy, if I have something to eat today, it has to be really, really healthy. (laughs) Like, so... (laughs) <laughs> you know, just yeah. such a, such a turnaround. But yeah. uh, for me, that is my true passion because I see what a difference that is and bringing your children into the kitchen with you. So not only am I a kitchen confidence coach with helping moms really understand that meals can be simple, mm-hmm. they can be quick and they can be easy. But what I want to also do, because I see my 23 year old, I want to help them develop the skills not only for themselves, but for their children, because we all need skills in the kitchen, right? We want them to do more than make toast when they go away to college or, you know, are on their own. So that really has turned into a passion of mine as well, bringing kids into the kitchen with their moms, cooking alongside with them, really enjoying being in the kitchen instead of it being like a chore. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a little bit about me and (laughs) where I am now. Yeah. Well, no, I love that. And, you know, I was just having that conversation with my husband today that just unfortunately in our school systems, right? Kids, if there is a home ec class, it's, oh, let's make a cake. Let's make desserts. It's not really teaching um, just some core things when it comes to wellness. And so, um, no, so I appreciate that. And it's interesting because I had kind of like a little come to Jesus moment myself on my 40th birthday. Not, yeah. But um. But again, just kind of drawing that line in the sand, I was, you know, burning a candle at both ends as a teacher, a college professor, I had a little side hustle business in addition to that. And because I was so busy, and because I didn't make my health a priority, every night was like one night was Taco Bell night, the next night was, you know, McDonald's. I mean, we literally, it was the running joke in our family, like, okay, what's tonight? You know, which fast food is tonight? And unfortunately, when you're eating a lot of processed crap, you feel like crap. And so, but you know, it's, I feel like it's everywhere you turn. And so uh, people just find the simplicity of that, um, you know, as, as an, as an answer when really it's not the answer because your body will really massively, um, you know, struggle with inflammation and weight and some of those things. So I'm just curious. Um, so you have this moment, this picture is taken of you, um, which I appreciate your vulnerability and just sharing that moment, but so that happens. And then 
you know, what was kind of like the big thing, obviously, you know, you needed to lose weight, but what do you, and, and I'm just curious, like, what were some of the key things that you did that helped you get from, I'm not happy with how I look in this picture to, okay, I look pretty smoking hot now in pictures yeah. and I'm very comfortable in my skin. So what were just a, a couple of the key things that you did to get from that place to having confidence in your own skin? Yeah, I love that question. Um, so <clears throat> first of all, for me, um, because my I didn't have um, a lot of guidance as I was growing up. My dad, actually, he still is overweight and he was constantly up and down. And so um, for me, I am very much of a kind of a planner, right? So like, give me, give me the plan, give me what to do and I can do okay. it. And then I'll like have that framework. So it was back when the South Beach diet first came out and I was a single mom at the time as well. So budget wise, like I literally stretched every single penny that I had. Um, and so I went to Barnes and Noble. I bought the South Beach diet book because that's what I heard was working. And interestingly enough, what happened with the South Beach diet was, yes, I did start to lose the weight um, quite quickly. Um, but what the South Beach diet gave me was a framework and taught me how to meal plan and do it well. So that is something that I have carried through with me. And even with, so I didn't mention this before, but I was a childcare director for 15 years. And the stress of that alone was like, you know, just yeah. sometimes debilitating, like to the point where like, I just couldn't even, um, but what that allowed me to do was to, no matter what phase and what season I was in, I still kept to that framework of meal prepping and meal planning. And that is now what I carry on with my clients and the women's that I, the women that I work with, because it doesn't matter how you do it. You can still find a way that fits your, your family and your lifestyle. So that was the first thing. Yeah. And then once I began to see how the foods I ate, um, affected my body. Then I was able to put things together and also then bring in the idea of movement and exercise. Like that wasn't even anything on my radar when I first started, because I had never done that before in my life. Um, and so it just wasn't anything that I really made a priority and knew what to do. So, and being a single mom, I, didn't have like my eight-year-old didn't want to come with me, you know, every time I wanted to go for a run, um, you know, or something like that. So I had to figure out what worked, but that's, first of all, was just realizing, okay, this is what works. This is a framework. I can do this. Then adding movement in, and then the combination of both of those things mm -hmm. and how I realized my body felt when I didn't move to when I did move and eat well, mm -hmm. that's when the awareness began, right? So it's, it takes time. It's not a, it's not an immediate process. It, it takes, definitely takes time. And I think that's one of the hardest things when you first start your journey, right? Is that we want that immediate gratification. We want to lose five pounds in five days. Um, and even when we do that though, if we're not doing it in a sustainable way, it's not going to last and it's not going to work. Right. So we yeah. kind of like go back and forth in, in this whole thing. So, um, you know, the word health 
today means different than it did 18 years ago yeah. for me and the movement. But that's where it all started really was just give me a framework, yeah. show me what I need to do. And then I can, you know, kind of adapt that to myself. And once I, the other thing is too, once it started working and I started seeing the results, then I became even more motivated because mm-hmm. it was really something then that I was like, oh, this is what, this is what it can be like. This is, yeah. this is what happens. Um, and so that was, that was definitely something that, that kept the ball rolling for yeah. me. Well, and I think it's so huge because getting those small wins gave you confidence, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's a bigger piece of this too, is that, you know, people, you know, struggle with confidence with healthy eating, but also just confidence on the inside. And so it's like a double win, you know, when you're seeing those small wins, it's not only helping you have more confidence with, you know, your wellness journey, but also as a person, um, which I think is super important. So no, you said a lot of things that I hope people wrote down. So one is you needed to have a framework, you needed to have a plan. And so, you know, I think that is super important. Um, And, you know, there's so many plans out there. Um, Mm. There's so many options, but what I love that you did is that you took ownership you bought a book and this former English professor, reading teacher, I was like, yes, she bought a book. But, uh, but again, like, you know, no one did it for you. And I think that is the huge thing is that while a lot of people are like, I don't know what healthy eating looks like, just tell me what to eat. You know, here's the deal. Like, you know, you can have a plan, you can have a framework, but like, we can't come make it for you in the kitchen and we don't know what your tastes are like. And so you know, you really do have to take that ownership and you did that. So you bought the book, right? And you started applying what you were learning and you really invested in your wellness. And, uh, you know, I think too, what I love what you shared is that you started meal prepping, you started planning what you were going to eat. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make is that they don't even think about like, what am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow? What am I, what does lunch look like for me this week? And, you know, I'm a big believer in that too. It's like around here, we know we're going to have a shake, you know, we're going to have eggs, you know, like we know what the healthy breakfast options are. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we can get into more of that here in a minute, but you know, the other big thing you shared was that you started really reflecting, you know, as you were eating the foods and you touched on something really important is that, some foods, when you eat them, you feel like crap. And guys, this can even be true with some healthy foods. You know, certain people may have sensitivities. Like I don't do well with nightshades. If you don't know what that is, it's like tomatoes and peppers. And, you know, so I don't feel great if I eat nightshade vegetables. And I know that about myself. And so um, again, just really, you know, and that's where journaling um, can come in handy write down what you're eating, keep a journal, um, things like that. So that was so, so good. I appreciate you sharing all that. So, okay, so here you are today. You've had this massive transformation. I mean, you look great. I would never think that you struggled with your weight. Um, And so now you help coach people. So it's like you've taken your pain, right? You've taken your struggles and now you're using that to serve and help other people. I absolutely love that. And so you're coming from this authentic place. Like you have been where a lot of our listeners have been, you know, feeling discouraged, not like liking the pictures that they see themselves in, knowing that you're not being a good example for your kids. And so now here you are, you coach people, but I'm sure that in your coaching business, you probably have these people who are like, 
I really want to fit in a bikini this summer. I want to lose weight. But by the way, I don't want to eat this, 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 right. and this. And they have all these things that they're not willing to eat, but yet they want to get the results. So right. how do you help those picky eaters still get the results, even though they can be a little high maintenance, maybe? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because one of, um, you know, I have people say that they are picky eaters, but when we really get down to it, sometimes it's just that they've never had the food before. Yeah. So they're saying they're picky mm -hmm. and they kind of label themselves with this. Well, I'm a picky yes. eater, so I can't eat that. And that stops us a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I like, I do not coach my clients in macros, in calories, you know, things like that. That is not what I do. Yeah. Um, I set that up straight. What I do do is I help you find foods that you enjoy mm -hmm. and that you can also make for your family. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the labeling and things come from um, like how we had broccoli when we were growing yeah. up. If it was yeah. frozen broccoli and just stuck in a microwave, then yeah, we had it soggy and it's gross. But yeah, so what good. if I could show you mm. two or three different ways to eat it? and to make it so that you have then kind of like a buffet of like, I like this, I like this, I'm choosing not to like this, but it's not because I'm a picky eater. Yeah, that's so good. Well, yeah. and I don't know if you know this, but there's actually like some people genetically, they have what's called a bitter taste gene. Yes. Yeah, and so like they don't even realize that they have this certain genetic expression yeah. and for them, they can enjoy the vegetables. They might just have to add some herbs and seasonings right. to it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times too, like when we think about it, I actually, you know, I, I did a post this last week um, or actually probably yesterday on Instagram about my kitchen memories and what I remember of myself in the kitchen and my mom, like my mom did the very best that she could. She worked, she was a nurse. So she worked a lot of overnight shifts and my dad had um, his own business and a lot of like, they wanted to do well, right. But there was no time to show us or to, so like casseroles were always on the, yes. on the menu because it was like, <laughs> let's throw everything in. And I can just yeah. like do it real quick or fish sticks and French fries. That was always yes, I had that too. Thing, spam right? sandwiches. Did you have spam yeah. sandwiches? No. <laughs> We didn't have spam sandwiches, but we did like um, toasted tomato sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. like, but just things like that, that like I didn't, I was, my mom never cooked mushrooms because she didn't like mushrooms. Right. And right. so like when we're limited and when those that like, we don't know what we actually like because we haven't had them. So I like to present things in a different way. And I do this all the time for my family too, because sometimes it's just about like, when we go to the restaurant and things are so pretty mm -hmm. and we're like, Oh, I really want to eat that. And they're colorful and they're pretty. Why don't we do that at home? Right. right. Like, it should be pretty. It should be beautiful. We can plate it however we want. And quite honestly, it takes like two extra seconds to just plate it a yes. little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, but color to the eye, like even with our kids, right? Like our kids love to color with crayons and those mm -hmm. like lots of colors. So bringing that food into them as well creates their mind is like, oh, this is fun. This is exciting. Let me see this. And we forget like as adults too, we want the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. So let's do the same thing. And it can just be a flip. Like you said, even like 
it's hard if you've never done it before. And this is like where I put myself in the space of my clients too. There was a time where I never bought fresh herbs because I never saw my mom do it. Yeah. I didn't even know what to look for. Or like, if I bought them, what was I going to like cilantro? We never <laughs> had Mexican growing up yeah, ever. Either, right? yeah. So like, what would I even do with cilantro? So there came a time where I learned by Googling and by researching mm-hmm. and by hearing like, oh, quinoa, that's something new. Let me try mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, but a lot of times we're afraid to do that. So what I like to do is to bring these different um, ways in with my clients and give them, um, you know, different, different ways to be able to do it. Um, because it is scary. It's so scary to go into a grocery store and to find something that you, that you don't know what it is. Um, but yet it can be so simple at the same time. Yeah. I love what you said. And it made me think of something I just shared on Facebook the other day about, we go to these restaurants and the foods look so pretty and so cool. But a lot of us, we aren't doing that at home to get our kids excited to eat at home. And so my husband actually made this amazing salad the other day. Here, I'll show it to you. And I was like, oh, it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. But, you know, and my post was about this. Like, I think, like, it's so important, too, that we have staples in our fridges and in our cupboards. And so literally, this wasn't a recipe. We just, we always have romaine lettuce because, you know, and spinach and arugula because we're not going to buy iceberg. I grew up with iceberg lettuce. My mom only bought iceberg lettuce. And now I'm like, what the heck? Like I wasn't even getting any nutritional content. And she would, and and get it even better. And she still makes this salad. My kids actually like it, but it's iceberg lettuce. And then she makes, um, she throws mayonnaise, a big old, and mayonnaise is the salad dressing. And then she uh, fries up bread in butter and makes her own croutons. Okay. So now again, you know, my mom did the best that she could. My dad still loves that salad, but you know, but in our fridge, we have spinach, we have arugula and we have romaine. Those are our three go-to every week. When we go to the store, I buy three containers of that. They're organic. I buy the organic girl. Mm-hmm. And so we always have that. We always have celery. We always have blueberries or strawberries um, just because those are lower. And I know I'm going to get a little technical, but they're a little bit lower on the glycemic index, which means they're not going to be as sugary. Right. right. Um, and so we like to choose those berries, but you know, we always have uh, carrots. I mean, we always have certain veggies and fruits. And so on a moment's notice, when we're making dinner, if my hubby wants to make a cool looking salad, he can do it. And so that's the thing is that I'd be curious, um, you know, to hear maybe what are some of your recommendations for like staple things that people should have in their fridge, in their cupboard, so that when they have a moment and they're like, oh crap, I didn't really plan what we're going to have for dinner tonight. They can just grab stuff out of their own like grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny because one of the thing, one of the concepts that I teach in, I actually have a program, it's called Kitchen Confidence. Oh, nice. And it's a basic, like fundamental basic program of what to have in your kitchen so you can be set up because that is a, con- like that takes up so much space in our head thinking about what to buy every single week, where if we, like you said, if you have a few basics, you can like hold together everything. So one of the things that I teach is meal planning, five steps to it. But then the other thing, one of the steps to meal planning is is actually shopping from your kitchen. So just what you said. Perfect. Um, And there are like, 
basics in there and some of the very simple ones that kind of cover your sides, your protein, um, you know, and your vegetables. So I love to hard boil minimum of eight eggs a week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because I can grab them on my way to the gym. I can make egg salad sandwich with them, you know, mm. for my daughter, knowing she's getting protein at lunch, right? Yeah. Um, with that. And then my husband can grab them too. I also love to roast. And I recently started doing it in the Instant Pot. Mm. Um, roast sweet potatoes. Oh, nice. Yeah. In the skin. So they keep all of the, you know, the nutrients in there. And the difference between the sweet potatoes roasting in the oven and in the instant pot is actually they are creamier in the instant pot almost like a puree when they come oh, out nice. so i started using them in smoothies oh wow yes and so it it pair it with chocolate and banana and you are good huh. to go it makes it so creamy it's almost like a smoothie yeah. bowl oh wow but so there you have either breakfast for smoothies right with mm -hmm. the potatoes or you can do a dinner side and right. have that um, the other thing that I love to do is pick one grain a week that I'm really going to double batch, batch cook. Um, and so whether that be rice, quinoa, couscous, I do a big batch of it. And I keep that in the fridge because I can throw that on my salads. Mm -hmm. I can have it for dinner as a side. I even throw quinoa in my smoothies. Yeah. I you love know. quinoa too. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, so yeah. good. So like, you know, you can use them all across the board um, and ground meat, whether it be any, any kind of meat, um, ground meat, you can cook ahead of time mm -hmm. without seasoning it and save the season for the end of it, okay. right? So whether it's tacos or a spaghetti sauce, right. um, you know, anything like that, or even chicken, could just do some grilled chicken and you can do the same thing and then have those prepped and ready to go. And what a lot of people don't realize is you can actually freeze the cooked meat and then have it you know, ahead of time. So if you have a couple extra five minutes to brown some ground turkey, when you bring it home, mm -hmm. brown it up, let it cool, put it in a Ziploc. And that night when you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? You're like, oh, yeah. I've got the, I've got right. the ground turkey in the freezer. Let me take that out. I'll throw some taco seasoning in it and I'm good to go. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I know I'm like a total, uh, I love shredded chicken. So like, I like to have that's like shredded thing. chicken made. And so I actually discovered this just in the last year. So I, if you guys have a KitchenAid mixer, it's so, it's so simple. Like I never knew, like yeah. I would sit there with a fork and try to perfectly shred my kitchen, I, yeah. my chicken. I never knew I could do it, my KitchenAid mixer. And so guys, I literally just throw some chicken breasts in my pan. I saute it a little bit and some olive oil, avocado oil. And then once it's browned on both sides, I throw in just some low sodium chicken broth, just enough to cover the top. Mm -hmm. And then I let it cook for about eight to 10 minutes. And then you transfer that chicken, not the, I don't transfer the, um, like the sauce yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Just the chicken. I put it in my KitchenAid and literally in like a minute or less, it is yeah. like perfectly shredded chicken. <laughs> so, I mean, it's amazing. And then to your point, like, I love to use it for multiple uses. So we might use it for shredded chicken tacos or what I love to do is I get like the Primal Kitchen brand. Yes. Um, that's my favorite salad dressing brand if I don't make my own, but they have like a, a vegan type, uh, I think it's a, a vegan mayonnaise or whatever. I add that is like my mayo, just a little bit. I do like some gray Poupon mustard, 
some, I like to do pecans, some grapes, I think are amazing. Oh, and so then um, I add, I said the mustard, I think I covered everything. And then literally you guys, I can throw this on the arugula, you know, I could throw it on, I like um, Ezekiel bread is one of my favorite breads that I get in the freezer section. So you can have a sandwich, you can have a salad, you could just eat it with some, you know, yeah. multi-grain crackers, whatever. So yeah. That is so good. I, I'm going to have to definitely take you up on this roasting your sweet potatoes in the Instant Pot. I love that idea. Try yeah. it. And what I love about it, so my Instant Pot has become like, I was one of those people that was like, oh my goodness, it's going to explode. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny because there are people that truly don't unpack their Instant Pot because they don't know what right. it is. And that's kind yeah. of like, I'm like, no, no, no. There's so many things like, Right. A lot of times we think like soups and stews and all of those things, but all of those things that I mentioned yeah. actually can be done in the Instant Pot. And what I love about the Instant Pot is it's just a quick and set. And so I can actually do the hard, the hard boiled eggs I do in the Instant Pot too. Wow. Um, and they peel so easily. So the grains, the hard boiled eggs and the sweet potatoes, I can do in under an hour, all three of those things. Dang. And I don't have to stand by the stove, seeing if the water is going to boil over. Right stirring it like nothing it is it is one of those things so it allows me on my meal prep days which mm -hmm. are Mondays for me now because I have a flexible schedule yeah just say okay while I'm upstairs in the office I'm gonna do like these things and then I know that they're ready for the week yeah. uh, and what that allows me to do then right is to make sure that my health goals are in focus all of the yep. time I'm making sure that I have food prepped, ready to go. Because like, even on a day like today, I was supposed to go grocery shopping. My daughter's homesick. I, right. I can't, yeah. but I've got stuff in the fridge that I can use, um, you know, because of that. So there's just that planning aspect of it, like you said, is really, really important. Well, and I think too, it just goes back to like your mindset and what you focus on grows. And I'm like you, I was raised in a home where I was not taught what healthy looked like. And so I had to go to, you know, Google, just like you, and just start doing a little bit of research, buying a couple books here and there, just to educate myself um, about what healthy eating looks like. And so I am just so passionate too about just helping people understand that eating healthy is not complicated. Um, that's one of my favorite things I love to do is just I'll, whatever I have for lunch or dinner or breakfast, I take a picture. I love sharing that with people. And I'm always like, <laughs> Healthy is not complicated. Quit making it complicated. So yes. um, no, I love that. And again, I think you're right. I think just a lot of people label things, whether they label themselves, like I don't know how to eat healthy or, you know, I don't know what salad dressings are healthy. Um, and whereas if they just, you know, really revisit those labels and uh, not do that to themselves, they could have a lot more success. So all right. So I know that, um, you know, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but, you know, I would love for you to just kind of expand on like, how can moms, parents, you know, um, you know, I'm sure we have a lot of people listening. Maybe you're a busy grandparent or busy aunt, uncle or busy mom and dad, um, you know, just, or even just a busy person, even if you don't have kids, how can people plan ahead, um, you know, for their week with their meals? Um, and I think you already said one, like, pick a day that works for you. For you, Monday works, right? Because you've got some freedom and flexibility, but but what are some tips and strategies that people can do to put that planning into place? Yeah, so one of the things that I like, I like to remind people 
is that usually where you are right now is a season. You're not going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. But when you have a framework, that framework can flex and flow. So you always have to kind of have something that you can go back to and to adjust. Um, but one of the things, and I still do it now, so I'm not working out of the house now, 50 plus hours a week. I'm, you know, I am more flexible. However, I still need to know what's happening. And as moms or whoever is running the home, um, you know, I'm like, we are the CEOs of our family. We know all the ins and outs, who's got sports, who's got this, who's got that. We know when our Pilates class is, we know when, um, you know, all of those things. So why not? fit our meals in with that. And like you, I am truly a paper to pen person because there's something about the transfer to the brain when you are writing it out rather than just snapping a picture of it or typing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use a paper planner every week as well as my uh, Google calendar so that it syncs. But you have to take a look at your schedule at least for five days, Monday through Friday, if those are your working, that's your working week and look and see, because a lot of times what we will do is when we start a new journey, we're like, oh yes, I'm going to make every healthy meal ever. And you've got your Pinterest board of like all of your pins. What we forget though, is we've never made that meal before. We don't know how long it's going to take. And so if we plan that on a night where our kids come home and we literally have half an hour before we have to run out of the house again, we're going to become frustrated and mad and think that this whole meal planning thing doesn't work. Right. So it really is taking a look at your calendar and saying, okay, what are my busy nights? When do I have time to make a new recipe or when is just a taco night? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be able to do that. And then what you can do is then you can flex your meals with that. And one of the things that I always like to say, so meal planning almost is a matter of under planning, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because when we plan six or seven meals and we're not able to implement and execute those six or seven meals, mm-hmm. again, we waste food. Yeah, Uh, we get frustrated. So we have to give ourselves space for life to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I say three to four meals at the max is what you plan each week and dinner meals usually is where I start because that's easier. So you do three to four, one of those nights allow for leftovers too. Yes, yes. Right, because that gives us a chance to repurpose, Mm -hmm. to clean out our fridge, because with all of the overwhelm and just containers stuck in our fridge, that Mm -hmm. actually overwhelms our head Mm -hmm. and it's easier to close it and to order takeout than it is to actually deal with what's in those containers. So if we can empty those out and do it in a way that we're not wasteful, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then we get a sense of relief as well. So I really like to help my clients walk through three to four nights of meals, make it simple. One of the things that I really like to do as well is use the same proteins and the same vegetables, just repurposing it in a different way. So they don't feel like every single night has to be something new. Yes. That can be overwhelming at the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and so just kind of like doing something like that, but once you can do that and you see that, Oh, I did three meals this week. I feel good about it. I planned it and executed them. Mm-hmm. Then your brain remembers that you can do it. And so next week you get to say, huh, now I can do it again. <laughs> right? And like, I did it. And so then we get to redo that where if it doesn't work, our brain remembers that now 
you suck at this. You can't yeah. do this. And we go back to the old habits and that's what we want to get out of. So we just do it very, very purposefully um, and intentionally. I like to use that word intentionally because that really will, will carry us through. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just remember too, like <laughs> school year is different than summer, mm-hmm. but we can still use the same framework. We just do it in kind of a different, a different way. You made me think of one of my absolute favorite books. It's called the four agreements. And one of the things in this book is do the best you can in the season that you were in. And I'm telling you what, like, it's so important. Like you said, I mean, I, you know, my daughter's home, my son and daughter are both home now for summer. So we're in a different season than we were running around to volleyball and all the things. And so you know, again, I think that's so important to have that awareness. And then again, the intentionality, that's like one of my all-time favorite words as well. And, uh, you know, and you hit on a really important point that like, we have to be planners, we have to schedule it. And so, you know, even when it comes to exercise, like I know that like, you know, I know what days I'm going to my HIIT workouts in the morning, like I schedule in exercise because, you know, if you don't plan it, then it's easy to just not do it. And so, you know, the same comes with cooking and with meal prepping, guys, we have to schedule it, we have to plan it. So I love that you, um, you know, brought that up. And then I love leftovers. So I think um, you really helped a lot of people um, just kind of have that weight come off their shoulders when you said, (laughs) hey, you only need to really have like three or four meals, you know, that's it. And then you've got leftovers, um, you know, so it helps remove that pressure that you don't have to be this like amazing chef seven nights a week, you know, for seven lunches, like, yeah, no, so. no. <laughs> we can't there, you no. know, expectation of what the outside world needs us to be is so much different than what we need to be yes. as a person and for ourselves. And mm-hmm. so really just keeping it very simple. And that's the basis yes. of everything I do is just simple and sustainable because yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can attest that for 18 years, this has worked. Yes. Um, but prior to that, right, <laughs> it like it was like up and down and all the time because there was no system, there was no yeah. plan. Yeah. Um, and so just keeping it simple and mm-hmm. it's okay. What, yeah. what works for you doesn't work for me necessarily. Right. Um, but that's where you adapt it and you get to figure it out. So, well, and I think one other really cool thing you said was how you use like different uh, you repurpose things. So like when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like us with cauliflower. Like yeah. I love it raw in my salad. Yeah. I love to, you know, mix up. We just made, this is kind of like one of our little fun little meals. My massage lady gave me this recipe. It's a pizza casserole, Ooh. but you use cauliflower rice. That is like the essence of the pizza cauliflower or the pizza casserole. So I love using cauliflower in my salad this way. We also, instead of mashed potatoes, we make, we use cauliflower. Yeah. Yeah, And it's amazing. And uh, again, these are not things that my mom ever made, but you know, just recipes that we've tried and we really like and use them in a, a variety of different ways. So all right. Well, awesome. Well, I think, um, you know, gosh, you've given so many great tips today, Christy, and you just have an awesome personality. And I'm sure everyone listening is like, okay, this chick's the real deal. Uh, <laughs> lots of great stuff. And so I always love to kind of, you know, give the speakers kind of like their last, um, you know, just kind of final thoughts, advice um, to the people that are either watching or listening. Um, so what would you like to share with our listeners or viewers 
um, is just kind of like your final, you know, tip or piece of advice. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we need to give ourselves grace. Yes. And our bodies have been through amazing things, mm-hmm. um, especially moms and women. And we also have to remember that, you know, every year it's a new season, it's a new phase for us. And that opens up so many doors when we look at it that way as like, you know, this is amazing. What can I learn from here? Instead of always wanting to go back to where we were or where we should have been, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so grace is something big that I use in my own life. I also encourage the women that I work with to use it as well, but don't give yourself too much grace where you're like, don't give myself grace because, you know, like there comes a point where you also have to be, um, you know, intentional with the grace that you're using. Um, But really we give ourselves grace. It's a process and you will see results just by doing little things, baby steps every day. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I literally just had a conversation with my youngest daughter yesterday because I'm like, my grace is my best friend. I'm like, grace is seriously like she, he, however you want to look at it just reminds me that I'm not perfect. Right. And that, you know, I'm going to make mistakes, but I can fail forward. And, uh, there's actually a really great book. It's called grace, not perfection. And, uh, cause I am a, you know, an overcoming perfectionist to where, you know, I'm either 110% or nothing. I'm all or nothing. And so, yeah. you know, I've really had a lot of, uh, just growth with myself and that I'm like, okay, it's okay to screw up. It's okay to, you know, fail forward and, uh, you know, and learn and reflect. And, uh, so I love that you shared that about grace because I could not agree with you more. Yeah. So I know that you, you know, are a super giving person. You provide a lot of value and so one of the things you touched on was Instagram. So I would love for you to share. And again, this will be in the show notes, you guys, but you know, how can people follow you on Instagram? Tell us about some other ways that people can connect with you. Maybe someone listening is like, Hey, I want this Christy chick to be my confidence, you know, kitchen confidence coach. Like I want to tap into some of the things she's talked about. And uh, so how can people, you know, get in touch with you and learn more from you, Christy? Yeah. So Instagram really is probably the best way. That's my platform that I use the most. And my Instagram handle is clean eating with Christy and it's clean with a K because it's Christy with a K. So I tried to, you know, make it, um, but clean eating with Christy. And actually I am so excited because what I just did today was I modified my, um, event schedules. So what I do is I am very much of a visual learner and I like to teach things visually rather than just telling you what to do or sending you a recipe. So on my, um, Instagram bio, there's an event. Um, you can click on there. There's an event calendar for every single weekend, either a Saturday or a Sunday, there's an opportunity to either join me for a virtual meal prep session or, um, a morning coffee chat. There are all free. So you just get to come and hang out, but, um, you also get to see how things are made. Also ask questions about things as we are doing it. Um, and so it is a full, if you want to come and do it, you get the ingredient list and the recipe. If you just want to come and hang out and watch, you can do that too. Um, but I'm very much into, I want to show you how to do this so you can go into your own kitchen and do this. So um, those events are all free there on my event page and I'm going to be doing more um, throughout the summer. But that is one of the best ways for you to yeah. learn is to see it done. Mm, that's so good. And I 
can imagine that those will be a huge hit. And uh, you know, I've, I've done like little special, not consistent. I've done things like that before. And it's amazing. I mean, people, like you said, people, they don't even know. And when you show them, when you walk the walk and you show them in your own kitchen, something really, really like a transfer of confidence happens for people. And, uh, you know, I just, I love that you're doing that. I hope you guys take advantage of those from her. Um, so thank you so much for offering that and uh, appreciate you. So, all right. Well, this has been amazing today. And I have like five, I'm not, I mean, I am a journal person, but I'm also a post-it person. So I've been like writing down all kinds of notes from Christy. I have this really weird system. I love it. All of folders. And I like to put all my post-its in it. But anyways, whatever system works for you. But I hope you guys took some good notes. If you didn't, then I hope you watch this a second time um, so that you can get some great ideas. And again, thank you so much, Christy, uh, for being on here today. And if you guys are looking for just some, some tips as well. I do have a website, dawnfunk.com. Um, one of my favorite things on there is a blog post with one of my very favorite salad dressings um, mm. that I love to make every single week. I'm so blessed down here in Florida. I actually have fresh lemon trees in my backyard. Which is pretty oh. cool. And so we literally make our own lemon salad dressing every week using the lemons from our trees. And it's super, super simple. And you can find that as well as... Um, if you go to my website, you can type in your email and it'll allow you to automatically send you a list of books um, that are really helpful when it comes to taking ownership of your health. So check that out too. But again, you guys, like Christy said, you know, it is a process. It's going to take time. And uh, I think that was so, so huge that you just reminded people that this is not an overnight. I'm going to be this amazing, you know, person in my kitchen. Um, but again, just put one foot in front of the other, keep moving forward and uh, celebrate those small wins. So thank you so much, Christy, for being on here. Thank you to all of our listeners for being on here today. And I hope that, you know, as you are listening today, if there are people in your life, whether it's your spouse, your best friend at work, uh, you know, your neighbor, whoever, if there are people on your heart that you have heard say, like, I am so confused about how to, you know, I need some recipes. I need to some help in the kitchen. Please share this podcast with them, share this YouTube episode so that you can be out there and be a light and help other people make a difference as well. So thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today on the Healthy You Podcast. And be sure to share this episode with your family and friends to help us help more people. And lastly, be sure to check out donfunk.com for additional tips and resources. Have an amazing rest of the day, friends.